0: Oh wow, that's a big. Oh, that's a, I am loud, I guess. Oh, shit.
1: Hello, I'm your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 28. This week, it's the one man show where we kinda sorta decide to give physics its due, talk about why three bodies isn't actually better than two, and decide on the official movie of combinations and permutations. Here we go! Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that comes to you from a secret location in the Las Vegas Valley area. Oh, wow. Nobody's going to interrupt me at this point. This is already, I can feel it. This is going to be a good episode. Nobody's interrupting me. This This is like, just saying, am I in a room by myself? interrupting yourself oh yeah see there, there we go oh now i feel <laughs> yeah. like we're actually doing we didn't episodes. need to do any interruptions <laughs> you did plenty yeah. we don't do
2: any sam problems. interrupted
1: <laughs> so i have four guests with me today this is a nice full podcast it's the first time we've had this many since we switched locations and so i'm gonna go around and introduce everyone as is my want and uh now to figure out who to introduce first I guess we'll start off with the man who is actually educated, Anthony Solari.
3: Oh, what is this? Because I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're holding two master's degrees already. two master's degrees already, and that's not enough.
1: And, you know, since you probably couldn't hear a single word that he just (laughs) said, uh, I will now introduce... The one, the only, the benched, Nathan Rowe.
0: Hello. Hello. I think I'm too loud, guys. Um, I'm sorry yeah, we're, we're, having, we're having
1: technical issues on uh, this week's podcast. And next, the man who never changes his shirt. Christopher Bates. That's
0: true. I think I do always see you wearing a light brown shirt. You know, slightly lighter than the color of your skin, but,
4: <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: I. But I, I think, I, I don't know if you have a lot of that shirt or if it's you wear that shirt a lot. I just, I just, I do my laundry every night. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sometimes you shower in it when you don't want to do the laundry like, I, I, think that, I
0: think that in the original picture of the, the people doing the podcast he's wearing or, the exact same shirt I think shirt. that Chris is wearing, wearing that, that shirt. shirt
3: Yeah.
2: well I'm lucky because I mean on, even on laundry day when I don't have any more shirts no one notices
1: <laughs> <laughs> So. and next up the new all star of combinations and permutations the one show wonder Juan Mariscal. A
5: Juan, show wonder.
1: Oh. oh, that is that is a you good. You know what? Joke. I get
5: that so much from everyone else. I thought I would throw <laughs> it out
1: have. there for once. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We, we have been saying that to him in the offices every time we see him for the past mm-hmm. week. Which for a couple I've, of the people I've, in here is quite often since they share an office with the. Court I master. missed. <laughs> I missed out
0: on this. I if you, I had known, maybe I would have been like more excited when I saw Juan. Uh, just you know, go inside and actually be like. Juan, the Juan show wonder. <laughs> but now instead it's like, oh hey. You'll oh, get plenty man. of I'm, opportunities. How StarCraft now. going?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of scared now. I'm I'm feeling that uh, this might turn into the Juan show instead of
4: oh, yeah, combinations and yourself. permutations. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> My my hosting my hosting uh, is gonna go off pretty soon. I'm not even gonna be on the episodes. I'm just gonna be the person doing the recording and running the board, mixing them all. I'm just gonna be working for you can, the wand. We can start taking calls. Or... Man, I wish we could take calls. Yeah. Uh, if you want to call us in the middle of an episode, you can email us at combinationsandpermutations at gmail and we will be sure to set up a way for you to call us and talk during one of our episodes. This is open to anyone who's listening right now.
2: Or if you run into me at a bar, I'll be happy to give you Sam's phone number.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Chris Uh, does randomly give out Sam's phone number at bars. This is your purpose
3: at bars, to make sure you cook up Sandwich
0: people. <laughs> with, random, <laughs> with random random strangers. mathematicians from UC Irvine or, or something. So you yeah. go to bars
5: without the intent to get numbers, but to give, <laughs> to give out to Sam's give out numbers. Sam's. You're Sam's, yeah. you're,
2: you're Sam's pimp, as it were. I went to Kingo's, and I had his phone number printed on a whole bunch of business cards. So,
1: you know. <laughs> so, we'll get into the show proper now, uh, unless Chris actually wants to just announce my phone number on air. <laughs> Thank you, thank, <laughs> thank you. I would have, made, I would have, I would have just beat drinks, it out. So, I, you, I you I made, his made his the right choice. Off. He doesn't, he doesn't have access
5: <laughs> to your number right now.
1: And so <laughs> okay. we'll get, we'll get into this. And over the last, over the last few episodes, we've been giving physics a bit of, uh, well, we, let's just say we've been taking the piss out a bit from physics. And I've, I've come to the decision that, that may be slightly unfair to our brethren who don't do real math.
4: And so today,
3: well, physics isn't really about math. It's playing with, with the billion dollar, billion dollar toys that the government <laughs> pays for.
1: Yeah, doing fake math on them. You know the kind of math where you're like, oh, just saying. We have this uh, infinitely, uh, infinite number. You know, this number that just goes on for infinity. You know, oh, we're but just gonna, you sh- over you it, know, we're gonna, do, we're gonna do pi, <laughs> but we're just gonna use three point one four.
3: Oh yeah, I have plenty of students who tell me. Pi is obviously 3.14. They do, this cal- they do the whole calculation. It never occurs to them that there's more digits to it than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm surprised no. you're not, not quite so annoyed considering how much work you've done in physics.
3: Or Well, I mean, it makes sense
1: from a physics point of view.
3: Uh, you only care about two, two or three sig figs, and that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's it's gonna so, to it's so we're going we're gonna to talk a bit about one of the most basic ideas of physics. Uh, it, arguably, it's the idea that really helped... Create physics. As a matter of fact, it's kind of the idea that helped create the calculus, and modern physics would, of course, be impossible without calculus I mean, and without a lot of other areas of mathematics. But I'm talking more about basic physics than uh, mm. the bullshit quantum that I'm sure we're going to start yeah. talking about at some point, and Nathan and I will just try to talk over people. I hate yeah, it quantum. Kills me.
3: I have plenty of students who are trying to
1: take physics without calculus.
3: How yeah. does that? St- how does that even make sense?
1: Well, yeah, we'll talk God about why it. it doesn't make sense in a second after I introduce the actual topic.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, today we're going to talk about motion.
0: Motion.
4: Yay. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> it's like
0: one of those
1: specials
2: on on um, public television. Descent. You know. Don't
1: don't I get like a beatbox for it? Just sent Here. Go. What,
5: what's that? Oh, go. You got to make
1: me yep, beatbox. Yep. Okay, um And today we're talking about motion. Thank you very much. See, that was <laughs> you go. that was by far the most m- fanciest, Lovely. fanciest announcement of a topic <laughs> ever. And one more what? reason why this pretty soon is no longer going to be about math. It's just going <laughs> to be about Juan. Juan. I have so never known shot. anyone who could
0: beatbox. That oh, is awesome. Oh, well, Thick oh, could actually
1: beatbox. He said like. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I mean, he wasn't he wasn't doing it this time. But he can also hum as he as he does it. Yeah, but so we're gonna save has, that for another episode more, like, so we have things to build up on.
1: Stupid so one tricks. Build up a for later. Can
4: yeah. you like <laughs> turn into a car also? <laughs> I'm also a transformer. The... Oh yeah.
0: Oh, was... Yeah, you didn't know about this? <laughs> I, like, See, I like the one that turns into a gun. <laughs>
1: just, oh. we've, 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 okay, okay a we've gun talked about this. We've talked, about this. we've talked about this quite a bit. It was uh what the fuck's his name? Omega Cron. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we are so lucky Brandon isn't here right now. Omega. Megatron. Uh, it's Megatron. 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 Omega Cron? <laughs> the Greek letters are now Transformers. <laughs> I, uh, I well, what they kind of are. They go from lowercase to uppercase to lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while, they're really small, and sometimes they're really big. <laughs> Piebot. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about motion. Now, of course, I could just read off the Wikipedia article, but we do have a few people in here who I'm sure can describe from a physical point of view. As a matter of fact, if any of you can't describe from a physical point of view what motion is, I'm going to mute you for five minutes. Uh, but just somebody volunteer, tell me what motion is.
5: Well, with all that
0: pressure, how can we... <laughs> yeah, the other silence. We thought <laughs> <what> we knew. <laughs> yeah, I, well, but if I'm, if I'm risking five-minute mutes, I... Shit. I will talk
1: for five minutes straight after muting all of you. If someone doesn't very soon, give me a definition of what motion is. I nominate Sam.
5: <laughs> I second that nomination. <laughs>
1: The question has well, been called. So Those in favor?
3: Because It's like Newtonian motions, a lot different from relativistic motion. Just give motion.
1: me basic
0: physical motion. Just, you know, the basic.
3: kind of... That. See, I'm
0: not sure it actually exists. As yeah. the, according to modern physics, motion... I
4: don't think <laughs> it. Fuck <laughs>
0: physics. Someone tell me what it means for something to be in motion. It,
1: motion is change. Change in what if we're talking in an everyday perspective?
2: Change in the position of There we go. Everybody. Change in position. Change, change in,
1: position. in location. That is all I was looking for. <laughs> over but over is time. Is it in an absolute field
3: or is it relative to other other material? Because that's big difference. And,
0: <laughs> and if you if you extend a couple dimensions, then then you can't really I mean you can encase all of this change in, in one point and that point isn't actually moving because it contains all the information. But everything over. is moving around it. No, I'm saying that the point contains all the information of in the universe, and it's just a point, and it stays a fixed point. Well, then that's point. a singular universe, which therefore can't be in motion. That's what I'm saying, is there's no motion. All of this illusion well, okay, of motion. Well, okay, so we're out. Yeah, all the illusion of motion is, is, is time, all contained in this, in this time, one 13, 15-dimensional point. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they talked about the oh,
1: yeah, anathem. that is true. Anathem, uh, the new Neil Stevenson book. I didn't that you can it. encode, uh, you can encode position, time, locate, or you know location, time, and motion all in uh, certain grouping of points. It wasn't fifteen; it was less than that. But you can encode all of that. Well, right, right. Yeah. But
0: but since there's more dimensions than just than just uh, location and time, uh, in most models of physics, it seems like they add in they add in a couple more, like energy and. And things like these end up filling a dimension.
1: Okay, so let's let's deal with uh, the the model of physics that everybody uh, kind of sort of understands. And this isn't one that I actually know the name of because it's just the one that we deal with when we look at things, just the
0: natural kind of one new, in our head. I would say Newtonian yeah, physics. It's, it's pretty yeah. much Newtonian physics. And, Even though you hate Newton well, and everything hey, he stands for. Well, the official for. stance
1: of combinations and permutations is that <laughs> Newton is a horrible person. So if you say otherwise, but, you get
3: silence. No, no, no. It
1: has nothing to do with his physics. But physics, <laughs> he... Uh, was good at physics, and there's a reason it's called Newtonian physics. So let's talk a little bit about motion in Newtonian physics. So in Newtonian physics, in, in which ways do we characterize
0: motion? The derivative of position. Okay, so someone want to
3: explain a little bit more, Anthony? Well, I mean, there's also an absolute coordinate system that's designed as a three-dimensional Euclidean space. And dement- or, um, movement is just defined as your changed coordinate in this absolute coordinate system. Uh, The difference you'd have between that and Einsteinian mechanics is that, first of all, there's an absolute speed. But second of all, there's no absolute Euclidean system with which to measure things. Whenever Whenever you measure motion, you always measure it with respect to something else. So if you're going as fast as something else is going and in the same direction, you can't really tell that it's moving at all. So in fact, motion's relative in Einsteinian.
1: Okay. So when we're talking Mm -hmm. in, I mean, you already mentioned that it has, that it ties into calculus quite directly, Mm -hmm. but when we're talking about motion in a Newtonian physics world, in the Newtonian physics model, in what way do we, uh, I mean, we've talked about how it's kind of characterized, but what, in what way do we characterize it in say in a vocabulary way that somebody's, when you uh, measure of motion, what's the measure of motion for Newtonian physics? Velocity.
3: Yes, it is. Distance over time
1: yeah. is the speed and, so, and direction. Yeah, most most people. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't generally get through high school unless, unless you stumble upon d equals rt, hmm. which is distance equals rate times, times time. time. And, and that's
0: only works for that only works for differentials and constant velocities, I guess. Yeah, hmm. we can take averages.
2: You know, like if you take a small enough time interval, you could take a...
0: Yeah, 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 so, yeah, okay. Um. But
2: it can be generalized to systems where we're not just talking about distance. I mean, uh, the change in something is equal to the rate times the time. So the amount of liquid in a bathtub is equal to the rate of the water entering the bathtub times the time that it's entering so yeah it's yeah it's not
1: just a position or you know i mean that kind of thing but i mean that's how we typically think of it in the most basic perspective and so then as nathan said you have the you have the position function in in a you know basic mathematical sense most of the time actually most of the time you don't start with the position function but let's just say that we have a function that uh that will tell us at any given time where some object will be in some sort of coordinate plane. Let's not specify what we're dealing with because this can be generalized yeah, and, in guess, dimensional. I guess mm-hmm.
0: usually, usually the easiest thing to know in advance is the acceleration function. Um, so it's
1: because well, then you always have force.
3: And force, so you yeah, usually integrate
0: acceleration. from acceleration to get the velocity function, then integrate to get position or something. You know, and, I mean, and these are integrals where you solve for the the c by plugging in a known a known single of you know you know the initial velocity, you know the initial position or something. You know, but usually and the only known function seems to acceleration. be acceleration.
3: And that, yeah. that generalizes too. To Einsteinian and other stuff. Well I mean so accelerations the only th- okay accelerations the only thing you know in both. I mean, first of all, whenever you're talking in Newtonian, you're always talking about forces. Forces is, is defined as the mass times the acceleration. And it turns out that acceleration is the only thing that you can really know in Einstein in uh, relativistic dynamics too.
0: Okay, so, so, that, so you that, solve that for position-based... Yeah. yeah, so even in relativistic physics, you solve for position knowing acceleration.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm. And, and this is why, I mean, this can't could not be done before we had the calculus. Because as we've been saying, you integrate from acceleration to velocity and then integrate again from velocity to position. Mm. And so with, without... Oh, God, this hurts.
4: <laughs> Without Newton's Smoke's work, coming out of his head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we wouldn't be able to talk about this. Enough. But I mean, on a specific reason, uh, how, about, how about this one to you, Juan? Uh, why is it important to be able to do this? To be able to go from, say, knowing an initial starting position and an acceleration... Why is it important to know this uh, interaction with the calculus and acceleration, so we can get to either velocity or position?
5: Or why? Why do we need to know the calculus? Or well, why? The...
1: Why do? Why do we care that we can do this? Oh, why do we? Oh, now, now we're
5: getting to philosophy, then? No, no, not, is... not, not, <laughs> philosophy. I'm talking the actual
1: applications.
5: Oh yeah. Well, I given the was the initial initial velocity, initial, initial position, and the, the, the starting acceleration, we can find a function. That represents the position of a given, you know, particle, um, car, person, uh, um, just by giving those initial, uh, the initial information of, you know, acceleration, which isn't hard to find, um, position and velocity.
2: Which means we can predict the future. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Given In, an, a sufficient knowledge of the present. I think. Yeah. It, it is certain, certain
3: information.
2: Well, this is there's a distinct difference between um, Newtonian mechanics or classical mechanics and. That awesome. other mechanics. Yeah. Uh, and just <laughs> just bring it up. The the idea is that in classical <laughs> mechanics, I mean, all that we're talking about is given some initial data uh, and given a set of differential equations, the solution uh, to the set of differential equations is uniquely determined, uh, assuming that the, the, the set of differential equations is nice, <clears throat> which means that if we know enough about the initial state of a system, then we can predict the future states forever into right. the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, a deterministic universe. universe. Exactly, you know.
3: In, in some cases it might be really difficult, like the three-body problem or something like that. But in general, yeah, you should, it's just a matter of computation rather than anything else.
1: Oh, what's mm-hmm. the three-body problem?
3: Uh, if you have three... Bo- if, okay, so say you have three masses. Uh, they're all a certain distance from each other. It turns out that there's no closed-form solution to give you the equation of motions of all three bodies. In this computational oh, okay. system,
0: right? Someone proved once. I, I, I it was someone like in the 1700s. I think might have been Leibniz. I don't know, um, but um, but yeah. gave gave an example of just just having three bodies in the universe where and that they, doesn't sound like something
1: Leibniz would have done. Okay, it Sounds well, more Newtonian to me. Okay.
0: Well, anyway, no. I mean, it was someone with a with a Russian name, I think. Anyway. Uh, or or Eastern European name. I'm not gonna say Russian because I don't yeah, really but know no, what Russian is. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so- uh, but anyway, yeah. he, he came he came up with a with an example of three bodies that are perpetually in like this mutual orbit, and and they never repeat locations or, or something. Well, you that's know? that's gonna happen. In they general. never they never repeat relative locations, so that it, at is every it? single time there is a different. Uh, relative
3: um, well that's going to happen in general that's what it means for there not to be a solution
0: right 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 so uh, I mean but th- this this is a, I, this was one of the original specific things I mean he and uh, it, it was about one of the ones I mean it was. had massive repercussions because there are more than three bodies in our solar system yeah which means we may not ever be in the same location relative to all of the bodies in our solar system you know I mean just just looking at the planets, We may never be in the same relative position that we were, um, you know, a hundred years ago. It it just, we might never line up in the exact same way. And we probably will never line up in the exact same way.
2: Well, but this is more of a failure of our ability, of of us to, I don't know, for our aesthetics to come to grips with this difficult problem. You know, three bodies, we can't find a solution that is aesthetically pleasing mathematically. But when when that happens, just define a special function. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. That's what the
0: exponential, that's what the natural log function is. They were just like, they were like, I don't know how to find a two to what power equals three. Like, <laughs> what the hell? You know, so they are like, is true, let's weird. just define yeah, this function the called the it. log base two. Of <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: And uh, so we've, I mean, we've talked about the basics. I mean, you have acceleration, uh, you know, velocity, position. Now, uh, with something like motion, there's obviously a lot of other th- actors on it. It's not just acceleration. Or, I mean I mean, that's how we talk about it in a mathematical perspective, but from a, a physical perspective, there's a lot of other things that have to do with motion that can change the motion of something.
3: I mean, well, there's an infinite number of derivatives. My favorite one is the third derivative, which is called the jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, what? and I just like. How did
0: I not know <laughs> this? I, the think the I would have had so much more respect the, for Newton. The, the derivative jerk. of
3: the acceleration is the jerk. And oh, that makes sense. That makes that's sense.
0: Because that you, you jerk you jerk something around as in a sudden change in. And okay. see, this this and, isn't yeah. this okay, isn't right. even something I was I was referring to. I was trying
1: to get somebody to talk about momentum and inertia. Oh <laughs> <but> uh, well. <laughs> Whenever no, I'm talking
3: to my students
4: I about physics, like, I oh no, talk about the jerk! About the so oh how, yeah, so the how jerk many movies great.
2: are there they are named after things from math? I mean, we got pi, we've got the jerk from we've calculus. Got jerk, yeah. We've got—isn't <laughs> there a movie called Momentum?
5: I think that's Momentum, but I'm oh. sure there's momentum no, there's, somewhere.
2: Yeah, there has
1: to be a Momentum Sentum. movie. And there's
2: yeah. the velocity of what's her name? The velocity of Sarah, or I don't know, the velocity of some girl's name. I don't know. I don't. I don't know this movie.
5: I should know this movie though. I'll look
1: into Momentum is a July 26, 2003 television <laughs> movie that premiered on the United States Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel directed by James Seal. Yeah, physics, pers- physics professor Zach Shefford. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, has regarded his telekinetic gifts as a curse <laughs> rather than a blessing. I'm not gonna read any more of the description of that movie. There's I think physics uh... I think we already have all decided that the next time we all get together and watch a movie, we're watching, watching momentum. momentum. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> wonderful.
0: Uh, about as wonderful as in my in my room right now, lying on the floor <laughs> is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. And it's like,
4: the, the, movie, but, the okay, movie. Okay,
1: okay. So before we get sidetracked by what sounds like probably a pretty awesome movie, I'm going on record <laughs> and stating right now, the official movie of Combinations and Permutations <laughs> is Momentum.
5: <laughs> Momentum, excellent. Not Signs or something? something. Oh, no, no, uh, no, no. No, I, no, Wait, or co- no, co- I co- am Night no. Shyamalan. <laughs> Not co- movie, But what about like,
1: S I N sign. I mean,
5: yeah, I'm like, pretty I sure that's not know. a movie. I'm claiming
1: momentum <laughs> well, just because Chris predicted it without <laughs> okay. even knowing what it was. He predicted what the existence ye- What of this year movie. was
0: momentum again? 2003. Wow. Yeah, wow. So, so, so you, ago. I mean, I, Chris would have made that same statement in 2002 and he would have been wrong. <laughs> wrong. What about velocity of? Is there one with uh, velocity of velocity. a woman's
2: name? Okay, okay. While,
1: while I try to find this and then interrupt <laughs> with a description of the movie, acting like I know it, uh, somebody talk about inertia.
0: Inertia is mass times velocity? No, that's momentum.
3: I thought inertia was more of a concept. Uh, body in motion tends to stay in oh, motion. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Newton's third law is a... That- First, long. First, first law. First law? Yeah. I can never okay. remember the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know that the second one is is opposite and equal reaction, but but I can never... I, wait, maybe I don't three? know that. That's what that maybe three. I what's, don't know that. Was there
1: a schoolhouse rock song that had inertia in it? Inertia,
0: inertia, um, what's
1: <laughs> your... For by the pigeonhole sure. principle,
5: I would assume that there is going to be a song. There's going
3: to be <laughs> Thank a song. You For bring a <laughs> so there's
0: only a, a finite number of theorems.
4: are only a finite
0: number of English words. Something about 500,000 or whatever. And, and there's there are an
5: uncountable many.
0: There is actually just a
1: 10-minute movie on YouTube based on the book Velocity by Dean Koontz called Velocity. Hmm. The Velocity of Gary? Uh, I'm not getting... There's personal velocity was a movie. Velocity
0: of money is a term and a poem by Allen Ginsberg. Anyway, inertia. (laughs) uh, No, I mean, inertia is an important concept to talk about if we're talking about motion because, because inertia is what makes motion kind of a stable... Uh, state to be in. Uh, I mean it's this idea of inertia and, and maintaining a constant uh, velocity unless acted upon by an outside force that makes, that makes it so easy to talk about motion as opposed to just position or Well, so there,
3: there was kind of a build up to this idea and because there's, it, it, when you're on the earth in everyday reality there's something called friction you know you, you push a car along the road eventually it stops and that—that's friction. But um, before Newton, it wasn't. People didn't really think of friction as something separate. They thought that was the natural course of events. And so the idea was, in order for something to stay in motion, there had to be a constant force applied to it,
0: pushing it forward to keep it going. Yeah.
3: And so, you know, this this had certain theological implications. God has to keep the planets moving, or there's an infinite number of angels, or a lot of really weird jobs. What? Yeah. (laughs) Angels have to push around the spheres in the heavens to keep them from slowing down. You know how
2: much toilet paper they would need for all those angels?
1: <laughs> I mean god. What the hell are, are you angels eat?
4: What, what
1: <laughs> when <I> angels don't <laughs> eat, they're not even
0: allowed to do Didn't anyone else watch Dogma? Angels No I'm if if angels take shits, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm just gonna then burst the, out in tears and cry. Then I don't, the
3: holy doo-doo statements <laughs> start <laughs> making sense. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so let, let's back keep to, on talking. Back to yeah. inertia. Okay. Uh, this, uh, But Newton, he came across a new concept. He, he kind of went against that idea. And his idea was bodies in motion are always in motion unless counteracted by an opposite force. Yeah, objects in motion tend
1: to stay in motion. That's, Just tend to stay yeah. in
3: motion. But now the problem is, is you have to invent this new concept called friction because when you when you observe reality things just don't tend to work out that way and so you have to invent this new concept that describes why you think it shouldn't happen but the problem is if you ask somebody what is friction it's not really understood
0: yeah that's true friction to this day has not been been modeled in in any like coherent way friction I, eludes Physics understanding. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Much. I
1: give an I have a basic idea of what it is, but I I can't give a good definition. It's that shit that makes your hands warm when you rub them together. Well, right. yeah.
2: I mean, technically, it's the short term um, bonding or interaction of, of the electron you know shells. The actual <laughs> definition.
3: No, well, that's, right, right. But. Is that is that really? I mean, that's one I
0: mean, theory. That's, I don't that's know if they, that's they, the yeah. most
3: pop. I don't know if that's yeah right.
2: Well, it that's has to be some kind of electron-electron interaction. Well, I that's mean.
0: that's what they that's, that's what guess, they say. But think. but all of this, they they try to say electron-electron interaction um, of things. But then no one has gone from that idea and then proved the the idea that that friction is is constant. And I mean, you know. Uh, it's a not a function model. of velocity. It's it's purely a function of mass, and well, or I mean, it's purely a function of the normal force or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something that you know,
3: approximated like, friction well enough.
0: Yeah, so so no one has been able to to really say why friction behaves the way it is. Maybe it's it's such a complicated thing that to model it from the ground up is is just is just beyond us right now that's probably it I mean the devil's in the details if you
2: simplify a problem too much if we have a, an object sliding on a surface, what's oh, a yeah. surface? Well it's flat well then it doesn't have any electrons yeah I mean if, right. you, look, if you look at you know images from an electron microscope Physics. surfaces are as bumpy as a mountain range yeah. and it's that structure that gives rise to the bonding or the, the temporary bonding between surfaces real surfaces.
3: Yeah, physics tends to make cows spherical, not, <laughs> not care about details. That's balls with milk. <laughs> milk balls, yeah.
0: I'm just picturing really <laughs> fat cows. Really fat cows <laughs> with little legs sticking out. <laughs> Dripping milk. <laughs>
3: Dripping milk. <laughs> so what ran faster? The spherical cow? or I, uh, Okay, the, momentum. The Somebody or talk or about momentum, please, What's dear God. What's the radius of the cow? Mom-
0: <laughs> uh momentum. But, uh, is, momentum is velocity times mass, right? Yes. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, and and so this this idea, I mean, it's it's kind of a way to talk. I know that energy is not momentum, but in my mind, they're very related, you know. They are. Because um, the in more momentum something has, the more energy it takes to slow it down. And, and you know, a baseball traveling at 100 miles well. an hour takes more energy, I mean, takes less energy to stop than, than a, car. a car moving at two miles an hour because yep. there's so much but, mass behind mm-hmm. the car that that to slow it down means you have to be pushing damn hard. But while well, a baseball is stopped, I mean, a car going two miles an hour may still break through a brick wall. Well, no, no, not wow. a chance. It would have to be a very poorly, wall. Wall. poorly built. Brick wall, a Lego brick wall. For
3: energy, it's like um, the kinetic energy is e equals m c squared. Mc squared? No, 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 I think no. it's m v squared plus whatever the potential yeah. energy is, and I think that's MH.
0: I know that. I know. That, yeah, I I I forget these like, things unless if it's I'm a simple
3: mechanical thing.
0: Right, I forget these things unless I'm in a physics class. Yeah, I I I make a. Point to forget them as soon as I'm done. <laughs> but but uh, momentum so, I mean, momentum is, is another directly related yeah. to energy. Momentum is, what is what I another to I- idea to get at. I mean, it's another perspective to get at energy. I think. I mean, they're they're sort of equivalent mm-hmm. concepts, but with different different. Uh,
3: they're directly related, but they're not the yeah. same. Yeah. Right. Uh, it
2: turns out that I mean, the energy of an object uh, is the. You can think of it as the first component of a four-dimensional vector uh, in, in relativistic terms, and the the momentum that we're used to are actually the the, are the other three components of this four-dimensional vector. Uh, so a particle oh, has like both energy factor, and yeah. momentum, the, the spatial momentum, but if you take those four, four numbers the, the energy, the X component of momentum, the Y component momentum, and the Z component momentum, put them together, you get this miraculous four-dimensional vector from special relativity, which is I guess nicer what are the three points of this momentum?
5: I mean, um,
2: I understand X, momentum,
3: as momentum. Oh, it's a oh. vector.
5: I'm sorry. Momentum oh. is a vector. Oh, you mean in, uh, in three space? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. okay. Right.
0: I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Momentum is the reason sumo wrestlers are fat.
3: No, it's the reason them being fat. I think lots of rice, and um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's several reasons. See, he,
1: he has spoken five times this episode, <laughs> and every single one of them is pure gold.
3: <laughs> I have I have friends who think that the bidet was eventually re- uh, originally invented for sumo wrestlers. I've always <laughs> wanted. Reason, oh,
0: that makes total sense. They it can't, wasn't they it was can't invented, it in, it was invented they, in France.
1: Yeah, I know. It's that, the bidet, not did, the. Okay, I'm not like, going to do because it would be
3: so racist. I that, this is such a great theory that I didn't even bother to say anything
0: to him. <laughs> if I were that fat, of course I would need a bidet. Yeah, I just can't want a out. bidet in general. Yeah, that does I, sound... Sumo wrestlers I mean, always
3: have to hire it's, people it's, to help them out. And you don't want to... a
0: little <laughs> weird to do that I mean, I'm a little uncomfortable saying it would be pleasant to have water splashing if my it asshole. Was warm, <laughs> if it was warm, it would be pleasant. I believe it would
1: be pleasant if it was warm. A nice... Nice, you know, about like hundred five degrees. You know, a little bit warmer than you know our internal temperature. Be a very pleasant sensation. That and it would
0: definitely do a better job than scraping paper. Well, I mean, you. I mean, obviously, you have to obviously you have to scrape out first. You you scrape and then you wash and then you dry. Dry. Yeah.
1: Uh, Exactly. Right. right. But it's why some people finish with a wet nap. You know. You know, like the little little uh, the wet. Scrubby thing. What the fuck are they? Wet wipes.
0: Called? Yeah, wipes. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I love, I love, I love. I'm uh, baby wipes. There was, there was a. Small you really like of wiping your ass. <laughs> with, with, there, uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a, there was a small period of time. Uh, it, it lasted, you know, one purchase we of those wet wipe do? boxes. Yeah. But yeah. there was a small period of time where I kept one of those on the back of my toilet in. and it wasn't because i went out of my way to purchase this box of wet wipes because i had one lying around at the moment i ran out of toilet paper but it was awesome i never felt for, like i had a cleaner just saying, asshole just saying, did you use this for all of them like like every wipe not yeah, just I, not I, just to finish well i didn't have any toilet paper um and it did it did such a better i mean it be, did a so so you, you making, ended up
1: using a lot less paper in the end
0: yeah, because so each, we could each, like save so. the
1: environment. Oh. I'm not
0: sure because they're denser. Yeah. yeah, they are a lot they're, denser. And they and have I, to weave sure. so that they can hold the I'm water. I'm not sure if the denseness is because there's more paper present or because the liquid just makes it. Well, I mean, it
1: has to be theory because if you think of what happens Otherwise, when, say, tear. toilet
0: paper gets wet, it just mm-hmm. dissolves. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what makes it work. Right? Well, wait
1: a second, like, how do you cl- how do you classify a clean
2: asshole? Like, when is an asshole actually clean? When it's not you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, he called. He has called you an asshole. <laughs> that
2: was a good an one. one? An unclean
0: <laughs> one. In fact, an unclean asshole. Hey, Nathan, uh,
1: you got any wet wipes for my face? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, in double ACP, I did not mean that in the way it sounded.
0: No, <laughs> I <laughs> 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 didn't. If it, like, you're listening, listening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Sam hey. probably
0: does not think of black people as an unclean existence. <laughs> unclean race. <laughs> I don't. Know okay, okay. So let's let's start talking <laughs> about <laughs> motion again from bad doors oh or? oh <laughs> jesus christ a uh, quantum motion oh, and dude, quantum i'm There's bringing it one. up i'm just going to bring it up go <laughs> I, I nominate uh, Juan to talk about talk motion about. in quantum.
5: Motion in quantum. I, I, I,
3: I, I second that motion.
5: I was having <laughs> a hard enough time talking about motion in, <laughs> in regular world. Regular world. Qu- <laughs> the Chris, one that go. Newton invented quantum is regular is, world. <laughs>
0: quantum is this yeah. weird world yeah, that <laughs> is clearly <laughs> false. Wait. That's what I love about uh, exactly. That's why I hate quantum is because it's so clearly bullshit. But it but it works. But it works. Yeah. Like works this you off God damn it, quantum! What have you done to me? Okay,
1: let's let's <laughs> let's give the people who actually like quantum uh, a chance to speak up, and I'm going to let Chris go first uh, because he's going to say a bunch of stuff that sound really interesting, and then Anthony will go after him and actually clean up what he said into a cohesive statement. So Chris, go.
2: <laughs> well, it turns out that quantum mechanic quantum mechanics is the is the physical theory that has been tested more than any other physical theory, including uh, general relativity and uh, classical mechanics. So it turns out that reality is quantum mechanics, and classical mechanics is approximation. I did not,
1: say, I did okay, not okay. say that you could make an <laughs> argument pro-quantum <laughs> Pro- mechanics. <laughs> you are talking motion in quantum mechanics, oh, right. nothing else. All right.
2: It turns out that Has in quantum mechanics, them? there actually is no motion. There are only measurements, and the, the outcome of a measurement of a position of a particle is a position, but until you make a measurement, the particle does not have, I mean, it doesn't make sense to ask what the uh, position of the yeah. particle is. I, Fuck, I, think I that, hate
1: Heisenberg!
2: I think that that's yeah. about right,
0: yeah. I think. I, would you disagree there that quantum states that there is no uh, motion? That there's it's only so an illusion of motion because of constant, uh, I mean, frequent collapsing of wave particles?
3: Yeah, I mean, once you talk about the collapse of the wave function, then you're talking about momentum. But until then, you're just talking about the momentum of the probability of where it's going to be at, which is actually supposed to be the particle when you're not looking at it, if that makes any sense. Things are only quantum mechanical when you're not looking at them.
0: (laughs) God, I hate quantum.
2: (laughs) And and weirder still, it turns out if if you make a measurement of the position of a particle and then you make another measurement very shortly after that, you probably get the same original value that you
1: got. So if you look yeah. at it more and more frequently,
2: it's not going to be changing.
1: <laughs> well, but I mean that's that's mm-hmm. basically true for motion in classical mechanics, though. If you look, say, say uh, the uh, the really great uh, problem, the one where we can show that an arrow can never actually hit you. Uh, if you look at that, that's the one where you uh, say, well. Uh, So you're you're starting off that it would take an arrow at a given constant velocity this much time, or let's even take it all the way to acceleration. An arrow starting from zero velocity at this point with an acceleration of x will take this long to get to the next to this other point. But we can make the argument that, well, if it takes that, it takes Half that amount of time, or you know, whatever it actually would, it takes this much time to make it halfway there. But then it also takes this much time to cover the next half distance, this much time to cover the next half distance, this much time to cover the next half distance, and pretty soon you get up to an infinite amount of time.
2: <laughs> it sounds like to it's a paradox.
1: It, it, it is, and it, an it's, it's be, it doesn't actually because it ends up being a convergent sequence if you do it properly. Uh, but right. if I mean, if you look at that, it but if you look at something, even in typical Newtonian mechanics, if you look at it often enough, it doesn't appear to be moving.
0: Or it appears to be moving at such a slow rate. And yet it has in a quantum? constant or, I mean, you know, it has this velocity that...
4: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, Interesting. Hmm? yeah, Wait, what? No, but... Um, the, well, I mean, in the, in the same way that Chris was just saying that if you look at... A, a, subatomic particle often enough it doesn't actually it's, appear to be doing anything. It's well,
3: interesting. No, it, moves. That it just moves very classically. It's oh, okay. it's it's interesting that's that not
1: what Chris said.
0: But
4: oh, right. well, yeah, that's, that's true. What I that's I mean, not what
0: I said. I was gonna say that it's interesting that quantum mechanics solves this without formalizing infinity and convergent sequences and stuff like that. Quantum mechanics just tells you that you can't continuously have the distances You know, um, it only exists here and then here and then here and then here. You know, there are it has finitely many positions on its way across um, because it it, 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 the wave function. That's a big question. The wave function was only Mm -hmm. collapsed finitely many times because there's a there's a no, we can only observe
1: it. Finitely
0: many times,
1: which
3: is Are we
0: sure of this. I mean, how do you know you can't observe over a
3: continuous over a whole interval? Well,
2: if you had if you had an uncountable number of observers in the laboratory, then that <laughs> then you, you might be able to observe it uncountably many times. But if you had it, of course, we can't have a count, an uncountable number. No, of observers. no, but as far we, as we I can, know, we can't. No, but we can. Well, but
1: we can talk about it.
3: But imagine doing something like this instead of having a single slit experiment. This is where you shoot light through a single you shoot. Uh, so it's through a plate of metal. And there's a slit on the middle. And the slit on the middle acts as an observation. Either the light goes through the slit or it doesn't go through the slit. If it goes through the slit, you knew where it was at a certain point of time. And afterwards, if it's only one slit, it hits the wall on the end and it acts like it acts like you shot it with a gun. Not the light. It, it acts like the light was shot through a gun. That's what I meant to say. If there's two slits, you know, then it acts like it went through both at the same time, interacted with itself, and then there's a wave function on But what I'm saying is, it's usually a thin piece of metal. What if you have a a thick metal brick with a slit all the way through? Then instead of a little, you know, an instantaneous observation, it's like you're observing it through the whole piece of metal. And I think that would count as a continuous observation. So I think it's doable.
0: Yeah, I think that that maybe... Maybe that would solve the reason I hate quantum mechanics. And, okay. and in normal, no, in normal interactions, <laughs> in normal interactions we're going, undergoing continuous, uncountably many, uh, in a second or whatever, in any fine you know, uncountably many observations so that they're actually never wave functions. They're not, they're not just being collapsed in, in rapid succession. They actually, because of the continuous nature of the observation, never get a chance to form into these wave functions. I mean, that would, that would make me be a lot more comfortable with quantum mechanics because then in normal interactions with particles, they behave exactly the, uh, you know, the, way, the way we intuitively understand them.
2: There, there's, there may be a problem with our notion of continuity. If we make a series of measurements on a position of a particle and we say, well, it's, we can only measure it in finitely many points in a finite amount of time... Um, we would say, oh, well, it's, its motion is discontinuous. Well, that's with respect to the standard topology on three-dimensional space. But if we were to assume, instead, that particles follow continuous paths and that the things that we're observing seem to be di- or are discontinuous under the standard topology of R3, then the conclusion is that the topology of our universe is not the standard topology on R3, assuming four, quantum yeah, mechanical particles or follow or paths, uh, yeah. continuous yeah. paths.
3: Classical quantum mechanics is very, they use Euclidean topology. And there are a lot of conjectures to the effect of what you're saying. You know, that, in fact, space-time is not continuous. Space-time is discrete, made up of discrete points in space. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, space
1: discrete. is a hologram idea. Yeah,
3: there's also yeah. a lot of uh, spin oh. spin theory.
0: Right, I mean the
3: universe is a giant graph. Yeah, with Ev- certain values on each point.
0: The more I buy into quantum mechanics, the more I tend to think that that our existence is a simulation, and the reason particles tend to behave probabilistically and whatever is because one integral. Um, in 12 seconds is is so much easier to compute than uncountably many positions in 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 We're (laughs) not in the the matrix. (laughs) But uh, no, that's that's what I'm saying. That's one of the reasons I hate quantum mechanics is because it seems to imply that we live in some sort of a simulation. And I don't like that. I (laughs) I mean (laughs) Actually, I mean quantum
3: mechanics I keep okay, so this is how I view the matrix as a physicist. I'm in the matrix. And I'm a physicist, so I'm doing quantum mechanical experiments. It turns out, due to Bell's inequality, any experiment you do cannot be, um, there's no hidden variables. So you can't predict the outcome from the beginning. And basically what this means is that a computer could not simulate a quantum mechanical universe, at least not a classical computer. What about
1: a quantum computer?
3: yeah maybe but under the <laughs> well, that means that the computer
0: if we're simulated in a simulation but we we have running
1: quantum computers now well it's, this this is actually turning out to be much more of a conversation similar to the 13th floor than to the matrix. Now the 13th floor was actually simulations embedded within simulations oh, okay. and actually I find to be a much more intriguing story to me than the story of the matrix that matrix was just a much. Prettier and better made movie.
3: (laughs) Well, actually, um, the Matrix was a lot. They only told a very small portion of the story. I mean, if you remember in the second one, where Neo, when he was outside the Matrix, could somehow feel the squids, and he stopped them, that was because he was really inside another simulation. See, I that's that's not that's not
1: the idea that I bought into. I bought into the idea that since he was he was (laughs) since he was so uh, tied into the main computer system. And the squids were also tied into that computer system. He was able to hack through on a subconscious level. Because yeah, he was Yeah, yeah that's how no, I interpreted it as well,
3: well. I mean, there's like the animatrix, and they go yeah. further on.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it doesn't matter. Why the fuck are we talking about this? What are we talking yeah. about again? Tonight? Time. We're oh, talking about my, time. My point was time. No,
3: What were we talking you about? My point what? was any physicist should have been able to notice that there was something wrong with the matrix simply by a physical, on a physical standpoint, assuming, of course, classical computers.
1: But no, I think we can assume non-classical computers.
0: That's yeah, my assumption. I'm
1: sure, why not? Well, there we go. I
0: mean, the, it's, I, I mean, it seems like the amount of data that we have collected is finite, which means any computer... The amount of
1: data collected at any point in time is finite. Yeah. E- the amount of data collected totally in the history of the universe could be infinite. Oh, 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 but it can right, never be but...
2: stored in a finite region, yeah, which is always, which is the size of the universe at any given instant. I mean, uh, it's, it's always expanding because of the you know the the boundary of it is a light well, essentially a light yeah. cone that's getting w- wider. But it's always finite um, at any given instant.
1: Yeah, but who's to say that by the end of the universe everything won't be a storage mechanism? That
0: right, like a, often uh, I love I love we, talking we're talking about, about fucking motion. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, back to motion. Well. Um, Damn it! <laughs> no, I I like mean, I like, I like the idea motion. of of a computer complicated enough motioning <laughs> moving <laughs> motion there moving <laughs> into a black hole in some way um, because because then it 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 I mean I mean then you can start talking about a computer with infinite resources because in in the in the black hole no, like no no
3: a, no no e- even black holes th- there's a lot of um, me and Chris were talking about this the other day. There, there of
1: course you were. <laughs>
3: <laughs> due to information theory, and there's a lot of other stuff, there's only so much information that a black hole can contain. And a black hole actually defines the maximum. And, you know, there were certain people, what's the absolute limit to how fast a computer can, can, can go? And all you have to do is take the limit as a bla- when you get to a black hole. As soon as the computer turns into a black hole, that's the absolute max and so it's not mm-hmm. infinite there is a max but that the black hole defines the maximum but
0: but this is this is how much computer outside how much information a computer can process outside the black hole what about what about in, we don't know. We don't itself. know
1: in, enough about the inside of a black right, hole right. to That's, even conjecture uh, on this point. Uh, but but
2: there is the, one thing, though. If you had a
3: processor, yeah, yeah,
1: you think you can because you do fucking physics. We don't no, actually know enough.
3: No, here's what I was gonna say. You can, according to Euclid, you, I, well, special relativity. But there's a lot of reason to think special relativity doesn't know what it's talking about.
1: <laughs> okay on that wonderful note because that's exactly what i want to hear a physicist to say uh we're going to call it an episode and for anthony nathan chris and the one man show i am samuel hansen and uh, bidding you a fantastic week well that's it for another episode of combinations and permutations if you want to get a hold of us, please email us at combinationsandpermutationsgmail.com. Also, check out our blog at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. This episode has been licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. All the music that you have heard on this podcast is from SP12. If you like what you hear, go check them out at opsound.org.